next on PIJN News. Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. You ever feel like you're the only one in the world in your situation? Like you've been persecuted or injustice and, and God has even abandoned you? Elijah felt that way, but today Dr. Bina Matthews explains her book, Under the Broom Tree. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview via Skype from Tampa, Florida, with our new friend, Dr. Bina Matthews, who has written an important book, Under the Broom Tree. It is an encouragement about your personal identity lived through the life of Elijah the prophet and through his eyes. Welcome to the program via Skype. How are you, Dr. Matthews? Nice to meet you today. I'm doing well. Nice to meet you too, Dr. Schnapps. Thank you so much. I'm honored to meet you. And before we get into your book, uh, would you please introduce yourself? You're a pediatrician. Yes, um, I'm a board certified pediatrician. I've been in practice for almost 20 years and uh, I currently live in Tampa, Florida. That's fantastic. So uh, does that mean you work with children and what kind of problems do they face? So I work with newborns to up to the age of 21. Um, and so I do see a lot of uh, adolescents in my practice. Um, we do well visits and sick visits, you know, ear infections, tummy upsets, things like that. Um, but, you know, over the past five, six years, we've been uh, treating a lot more anxiety and depression um, in uh, teens and tweens. So uh, that is something that I talk about in my book. Has, uh, has there been an increase in that because of, uh, honestly, the pandemic forced a lot of kids to be home from school or away from their friends and there's anxiety and then all this uh, stuff that they're facing on the internet must cause a lot of anxiety among young people. Yes. Um, we really saw an increase during the pandemic. I think things just kind of came to a head and it hasn't slowed down. It's, it's still increasing, it seems. Um, I have more appointments now for those type of consultation visits than I ever have before. Um, and uh, I think a lot of it was the, just the isolation during the pandemic that the kids went through, um, which is you know not natural for them and it's not healthy. Um, I think a lot of them were on social media more too, which influenced um, their thinking. Okay, so there's a whole transition now from my generation, Generation X, where we rode bikes and played outside to this other generation now, the millennials or, or even uh, Generation Z, I think that the next group of young people that you're seeing in your office, they're isolated, they're at home and sometimes socially awkward but they have to do it in an online environment to try and rectify that. Uh, it would be confusing to me. Uh, do you have any sad stories without naming names? So, um, you know, young people nowadays have an incredible amount of information at their fingertips and it's effortless to search for something. Um, any kid can do it. I see them doing it sometimes like at four years of age, like doing an online search. Um, but what's out there a lot of times is opinion and gossip, and some of it is just plain made up. 
And um, our minds, especially young minds, were never meant to scroll through all that information in a short amount of time. Day after day, it's overwhelming and confusing. Um, and, you know, God's word is the truth. And most people, especially young people, are not taught to uh, seek it out and read it. So this requires a lot of loving parenting and maybe professional assistance. And that's where somebody like you steps in. So I wanna get into your book now. It's called Under the Broom Tree. You've studied in the Old Testament, the life of Elijah the prophet, who may have felt some of that same anxiety. He may have felt isolated or alone. Sometimes he felt like he was the only one serving God and, and he is being chased and persecuted by Jezebel and others. Uh, and then he ends up under the tree. Uh, take us to the story. So, um, yes, Elijah did believe that he was the only one and he was isolated, which actually was not the truth. Um, and uh, which is the case for a lot of us. We sometimes think that we're the only ones going through something when it's not the case. So um, I do talk a little bit about the history of Israel and what was going on in the nation of Israel during the time when Ahab and Jezebel were reigning and they were considered one of the most evil couples um, in the in the history of um, Israel. And Elijah just pops into the scene, um, seeming like this ordinary man, this nobody from nowhere. Um, he had no interesting you know, childhood or um, ancestry. Um, and uh, he, he calls out this famine um, at God's command. And um, it happens about three and a half years. And um, he performs miracles. His greatest miracle is... Uh, calling down fire from heaven on this mountaintop when he's in this face-off between Ahab and his prophets of Baal and Asherah and himself. It's one man against the world, basically. And um, after this mountaintop moment where he wins, he is um, fleeing for his life. And we find him under the broom tree, despondent and asking God to let him die. And so I was kind of struck by that, like what happened in his mind? He should have felt great and he should have felt like a winner. Um, but God wanted us to see both sides of this man and show us how he loved him when he was at his lowest point. He loved him at his best and he loved him at his you know, weakest. And when he laid there, God nurtured him and cared for him like a loving parent. Um, and that really, um, that really struck me and I related to that because I myself have struggled with anxiety my entire life. I know what it's like to be under the broom tree at the end of my strength and God's met me there every time. So in the book, I share some broom tree experiences and what God shared with me in those times. Well, I like the analogies. Not only has Elijah been through this, but you've been through this and some of your patients, teenagers have been through this. Uh, let's take a short break. More with Dr. Bina Matthews right after this. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. 
We're located off I-25, exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org. I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, Jesus taught the parable about sowing the seed, and you don't want it wasted. You want it to grow with 30, 60, 100-fold for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you three mission areas that we're doing here at Pray in Jesus' Name. I think our charity does more with less than any other charity I know. We are fertile seed. For example, number one, we pray in millions of television homes every day or every weekend on eight networks. We have 2.5 billion home TV impressions every month. The second area, we feed orphans and children. In some of the poorest slums overseas, we're building a new vocational school, we're digging wells, and we're serving the poor when you give to pray in Jesus' name. Number three, we defend religious freedom, especially for our troops and our chaplains. We've now helped send five million petitions to Congress. We've helped change bad laws or policies in 13 states and four times in federal law. You know my story as a former Navy chaplain, standing up for the right to pray in Jesus' name and defending religious freedom. Would you donate today? In fact, we want you to come up monthly pledge sponsor when you visit PrayInJesusName.org, on the right side, click the Monthly Pledge Sponsor button at PrayInJesusName.org. Your monthly gift will help change the world in Jesus' name. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Dr. Bina Matthews, who's written this book, Under the Broom Tree, and it's, it's an, a personal encouragement, especially to people who feel isolated, like the prophet Elijah did in the Old Testament. And Dr. Bina Matthews has used his uh, experience to try and bring the Bible into our lives today. I wanna commend you for this work. Uh, Dr. Matthews, why the Bible? Why the Old Testament? Is that important to you? Um, I think, you know, we try to separate the Old Testament and the New Testament sometimes, but really it's, it's a continuation of the the same story, and it's this it's the same God. The same God of the Old Testament is in the New Testament, um, and we see Him as Jesus in the New Testament. Um, so I guess we kind of see a different side of Him, um, but He's the same. And I just felt like Elijah's story um, was relevant to uh, people's lives today, just like many of the people in the Old Testament. Um, you see how they're they're ordinary people and they make mistakes and they have human faults just like we do. Like when you look at um, the story of Gideon, you see his insecurity and his constant need for reassurance. Um, David, who was commended as being a man after God's own heart, had made so many big mistakes in his life. Um, so they're all very, I think, relatable. Um, and I, I hope when they read the book, they see Elijah as being someone relatable and it makes them curious and they open up their Bibles and read about some of these other people. And ultimately that leads them to getting to know God and, and knowing Jesus, the story of Jesus, which really the whole Bible from beginning to end is about. I like that. Um, you know, one of the taglines on your, your book jacket is, this book will help you discover God's extraordinary sustaining love that is specifically for you. 
Did God have specific love for Elijah in his moment of, tri of trial? Yes, when you um, read about uh, the broom tree, um, when he's there and he's asking God to die, God just doesn't chastise him or reprimand him or take the moment to lecture him, look at everything that we, you know, I've done for you. He just lets him rest there and he, he meets his basic physical needs, rest and food and water. And then when he's strong enough to move from on from there, he lets him move on. And then later on, he has a conversation with him um, about, you know, asking him, you know, what are you doing here? And he does end up sending him back the same way that he came. Um, wow. So God's personal love for Elijah uh, comforted him when he was in his wilderness experience, even after great victory, he was alone under the tree and God spoke to him and brought him great comfort. Um, he was dealing with a, an issue of identity. And there's another aspect here. You, you say your book, Under the Broom Tree, will help people find the answer to what is at the core of today's identity issues. What do you mean by that? So our primary identity is as a child of God. We're made in his image. Um, but I think a lot of people nowadays try to find their identity in other things. Um, so they try to find, you know, what kind of shape they're in, in their job, um, in some type of status, how many followers they have, how many likes they get. They make that more important. And that's all, a, you know, a faulty, unstable foundation. If your identity is, you know, I'm a child of God, and that's more important than, you know, my gender um, and anything else about me. It's a strong foundation because every other aspect of ourselves is secondary to that. And, you know, it's normal growing up to have questions about whether your body's right, whether you fit in, who you are, what's your identity. And before social media, like our, the Gen Xers, which, you know, I am one of them, we had to sort of work through it and sort it out. But now these kids have this onslaught of suggestions available at their fingertips. Um, and there's a lot of information out there and uh, they don't know how to sort out what's true and what's trustworthy. So a lot of young people are dealing with um, puberty and, and sexual identity and, and uh, they're, they're trying, they, they find mixed messages on the internet. What is God's message in the middle of that? So God's message is that um, you're, you're my child. Um, and then that's what's important about you and everything else kneels to that. Um, and uh, if you try to make any other aspect of yourself, if you over-focus on it, you end up distorting it. Um, so just focusing on that and, you know, leaning into him and finding out from him in a personal relationship with him, you know, who you are, what you're meant to do with your life, what your purpose is, that will keep you, um, I think, in a steady path. What should parents say to young people who are going through those uh, experiences and emotions? Um, first, you know, you want to be, you want to be understanding and you want to find out why they're feeling that. What are they looking at? What are they listening to? Who is influencing them? And you want to, you know, you want to stop the negative influences and the negative voices um, in their life. And um, you do, you know, you have to know the Bible and, um, be willing to direct them there and um, teach them from that. Um, attend a, a good Bible-based church that, ha especially if it has like a youth group, that they can um, find support there. 
and um, get good teaching there. And if um, if you need help from you know your other trusted adults like you know pediatrician or whatnot, um, that's also helpful uh, to to reach out to them. There's been a a rising spike, and I'm not trying to get political here, but but uh, therapy wise, it, it, are you concerned about the transgender messaging that is really confusing a lot of young young teens? Uh, I am con I am concerned about it because um, it seems like people aren't really asking more questions about why are the kids questioning um, their gender and their identity. It's um, there's this push in medicine to just you know if they say what what they identify as you just affirm it immediately and you know start them on you know hormone therapy or puberty suppression to uh, continue affirming the gender that they feel that they are. Um, and I think there needs to be a little bit more investigating than that. You, not, you need to ask questions and find out. And sometimes it takes time um, and good quality therapy to find out why are they wondering if they're made wrong. It, it, like it, God made a mistake when he made them and they made them, he made them the wrong gender. Yeah, I don't think God makes mistakes. And it's my opinion as a theologian that it would be malpractice to tell a boy that he is a girl. It would just be abusive to the child and, and further exacerbate their confusion. Uh, let's take a short break, more with uh, Dr. Matthews right after this. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I really love the towels. They're really great. They're super absorbent. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know we're having the biggest clearance sale ever. Get our six-piece towel sets for only $29.88 with your promo code. My towel sets are made with proprietary technology and include two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get our six-piece towel sets. Originally $99.98, then on sale for $49.98. Now we're closing them out for only $29.88 while supplies last. Once they're gone, they're gone, so please order now. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. 
the my pillow guy and you're looking good I'm still feeling good well just when you thought it couldn't get any better we've got the best pillow ever my pillow 2.0 the best sleep just got even better whether you have a my pillow or not you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0 call or go to mypillow.com now use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one you'll get a second one absolutely free empowering you the grassroots activist here is dr chaps welcome back i'm dr chaps joined again by dr b.e matthews bina matthews has written an important book under the broom tree and it's available wherever books are sold uh doctor what is your website and and give us a little pitch for your book who's the intended audience so the website is bematthews.com and um, the intended audience is anyone you know who has parents who have tweens and teens. Um, they themselves, the tweens and teens, could read my book too. And um, anyone who's interested in um, just a, a open, transparent discussion about um, mental health issues and um, and identity, and um, especially in my Indian culture, there are a lot of um, subjects that are taboo. And so I'm trying to break some of that stigma, especially in my culture. I love that. Um, you're an American pediatrician, but tell us about your heritage because we do a lot of work overseas in India. So my parents immigrated from India in the 1970s. So I was born here, but I grew up sort of this hybrid the two cultures or Western influence. And then my parents were very conservative um, Indian family. Um, we went to an Indian church and uh, we dressed in traditional Indian clothes when we went to church. Um, English wasn't my first language growing up. It was a dialect called Malayalam, which is a South Indian dialect. Um, so I kind of grew up in both with a foot in each culture and never fully belonging in each one. And there are a lot of um, first generation Americans uh, from my culture that are the same way. Yeah, I meet people from India all over the world. They are literally everywhere but India. And then when you go to India, they're everywhere. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, tell me about conquering difficulty in forgiving others. That's part of your theme. Have you had to do that? Um, yes, so I go into that more in chapter 12. Uh, so. One of my, my parents, my mom, she had uh, some mental health issues and I, I didn't understand it when I was a child. It was only when I was an adult that I kind of looked back and I saw some of the patterns um, and the way that they affected my life and my sister's life and, and um, had to go through this process of forgiving her um, when the the hurt and the pain um, was ongoing. Like she She hadn't changed. She was still doing the same things um, to me that she had done as a child. And um, I had to learn to forgive her for that. And so um, it's I think it's really important to learn forgiveness. Um, I think a lot of people think that if you forgive someone, it means that you have to blindly trust them. And that's the case um, because you forgive them doesn't mean you have to trust them because trust and forgiveness are two different things. Um, forgiveness unburdens you. It doesn't erase what they did. Um, and personally, I find it difficult to forgive. It takes me time. I have to be intentional and I can't do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. Um, there are some things I can instantly forgive. Like when my kids do something wrong and you know, I tell them, hey, don't do that anymore. I, I don't hold it. I, I forget about it and I, I forgive them immediately. But other things, 
um, especially what happened with my mom, it was a little bit more um, difficult for me and it took time. Um, and one thing I learned to do is to stop replaying the offending events in my mind because it's like you're refreshing the page every single time. Um, and so I sometimes also ask God to just kind of help me see it differently from a different perspective. And with prayer and doing those things intentionally, it, it, it really helped me to be able to burn. I, I'm in a place now in my relationship with her where it, it, it's healthy. Gotcha. We are observing some technical difficulties, but I think people get the idea uh, of what you're saying. When we don't practice forgiveness, okay. it really keeps the burden within us and we internalize it. And the other person may have moved on with their life after hurting us, but we're the one carrying the bitterness. And so we need to forgive as a way of cleansing and healing our own psyche and our own emotions. Uh, last point on the book jacket is learn to love others the way God uniquely made you, flaws and all. So am I, or is that loving myself? Even if I have flaws, sometimes am I, uh, do I have self-hatred? So it's learning to love God the, learn to love the way God uniquely made you, flaws and all. So um, we don't have to be perfect for God to love us perfectly. And um, I, there's a chapter where I talk about um, having thorns in our life, just like, um, like Paul did. Uh, and he talked about this thorn that he had in his life and how they keep us humble and they keep us leaning into God's grace. And um, just learning to accept those things about you. Um, it's uh it's important for, you know, when you find your identity as a child of God, these are things that, that can follow. Um, learning to see yourself the way that God sees you instead of the world's opinions of you. Yeah, uh, I'm totally with you there. We have just two minutes left. Uh, I'll give you a, a closing pitch to our audience and then I'd like to close with a word of prayer. Okay, so um, I hope that people who read my book and um, will find in there just that, you know, I'm very transparent. I'm very open about my own struggles. And it's basically things that I want to tell my patients to, but I only get like a 10 minute visit with 20 minutes. And it's just never time to tell them everything that I want to tell them. And this is kind of my, my way of being able to do it. And um, it, uh, it took a lot of courage for me to be able to do that. I'm an introvert and I'm very, I'm, I keep to myself, but I felt like this was an act of obedience on my part in writing the book. And I hope that it reaches everyone that it's supposed to reach and um, that it helps people to, to see themselves differently, to see a relationship with God um, and uh, open up their Bible and you know, start reading about it, learning about Jesus and, um, and God's love for them. I like that. Okay, I'm a chaplain, so let's close in prayer. Father in heaven, I ask your blessing on uh, Bina today and, and her practice and all the, uh, especially the young people that, that she is able to encourage. I pray for her success and the message of the book uh, under the broom tree and I pray that it sells, but also that it ministers to people and helps them be encouraged in their walk with God despite the loneliness. Uh, Lord, I ask your blessing on our audience today that you would give them your encouragement to stand strong and be encouraged and not give up. We pray this blessing in Jesus' name, amen. Our guest has been Dr. Bina Matthews, her website bematthews.com, and the book is 
under the broom tree. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer, call us now at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.